Welcome back to the 3rd and 15 Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Timmerman. Before we get going, I want to remind you that the 3rd and 15 Podcast is brought to you by Cali TV. Folks, we've all been there. You go to watch your game, whether it's a college football game, a baseball game, an NFL game, basketball game, whatever it is. And it's it's on a channel that's not on your streaming package. And you've probably thought, I'm going to have to get cable. But you don't. You can get Cali TV. It's $25 a month, no contract, no commitment, no gimmicks. If you're interested, let me know. Find me on Facebook. Find me on Twitter, at JTIMM684, and I can get you connected with Cali TV today. So now let's get started with the show. I'm recording a little earlier this week. It is Thanksgiving week. Going to be doing some traveling, and I wanted to make sure that I got to you, got you an episode this week because it's an important week uh, for conference races, for the playoffs. Uh, a lot was sorted out this weekend, this past weekend, really narrowed down um, kind of what we were looking at as far as the playoffs, what we're looking for at as far as these conference races. So let's just get right to that. Um, Houston, they are in, of course, in the um, AAC Championship, the American Athletic Conference Championship, but they did go ahead and beat Memphis 31-13. to um, the biggest results, Ohio State beat the absolute tar out of Michigan State, 56-7. to I told you this would be a Heisman divider. In addition to deciding which of those teams was going to stay alive for the Big Ten East and stay alive for the Big Ten and stay alive for the playoffs, this was going to be a Heisman decider, and folks, it was. Uh, C.J. Stroud for Ohio State had an absolutely massive game, 32-35 of 35 for 432 yards and six touchdowns against no interceptions. And the Michigan State defense is a good defense, folks. This is not a bad defense. Uh, They have struggled a little bit lately, but they've been a solid defense for most of the year. Um, But they got exposed on Saturday. Stroud just absolutely went off. Master Teague also had 21 carries for 95 yards and a score. Um, Chris Olave, seven catches, 140 yards, two touchdowns. Garrett Wilson, seven catches, 126 yards, two touchdowns. Um, the third receiver, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. He actually led them in receptions with 10, 105 yards and a score. That Ohio State receiving core is terrifying. If you're the if you're a fan of any other team that might face them down the stretch, if you're a Michigan fan, if you're a fan of any of those. Uh, we're going to get into the scenarios here a little bit later on of any of those schools in the Big Ten West. Um, that receiving core has got to be terrifying. On the other side, uh, Kenneth Walker the third. I had him as my Heisman favorite, my Heisman front runner coming into the game. Six carries, 25 yards. That's it. I think he got banged up a little bit. Uh, Peyton Thorne, 14 of 36, 158 yards and a touchdown. Ohio State shut down Michigan State, and they go from a team that's got a shot at the playoffs to looking like an absolute force to be reckoned with going forward. So, huge win for Ohio State. Uh, Clemson knocks off Wake Forest. That keeps the ACC Atlantic in question. Clemson's offense finally got going, 48-27. to Um... I have not talked really any about Clemson on this podcast in weeks, but it's time to. 
Uh, DJ Wangalale had 11-19, uh, 208 yards and a touchdown. He also threw a pick. Kobe Pace, 24 carries, 191 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Will Shipley, 19 carries, 112 yards, two touchdowns. The running game was the feature, but Bo Collins did catch four passes for 137 yards and a score. A couple of big-time plays from him, and that keeps Clemson's ACC hopes alive. We're going to get into that a little bit later. That was a huge win for the Tigers to kind of get them back to where they're worth talking about again on a show like this. Um, Oklahoma gets the big win over Iowa State, 28-21. Um Basically, all these games that I'm mentioning are, are teams that did what they had to do to stay alive for big things in the next couple weeks. Um, Caleb Williams, only 8 of 18 for 87 yards and a touchdown with an interception. Kendy Brooks, 17 carries for 115 yards. Caleb Williams did run 12 times for 67 yards and a score. So, with that win, Oklahoma stays alive. Iowa State officially eliminated from the uh, Big 12 title picture. Combine that Oklahoma win with an impressive Oklahoma State win. Uh, Oklahoma State played Texas Tech, won that game 23 to nothing. Uh, Spencer Sanders, 19 to 37, 239 yards and a score. Um, He also had six carries for 48 yards and a touchdown. And you might be thinking, well, 23 to nothing, that's that's not really that impressive. Texas Tech had a big-time offense this year. They've scored at least 20 points in every game. They just beat Iowa State 41-38 last week. They scored 21 on Oklahoma, scored 24 on Kansas State. They scored 31 on TCU. They scored 23 on West Virginia, 35 on Texas. Uh, 38 on a good Houston team. Zero against against Oklahoma State on Saturday night. That is a big win. That's an impressive win. That's a statement win. That Oklahoma State is going to be a very unique opponent for whoever they face down the stretch. Starting with Oklahoma on Saturday, Oklahoma State also with paired with that Oklahoma win, Oklahoma State clinched their spot in the Big 12 title game. And they stayed alive for even bigger things. That is a massive win for Oklahoma State. Um, let's see, what else do we have here? A um, couple of no-name no wins. Oh, Iowa officially eliminates Illinois from the, the Big Ten title picture. They beat the Illini 33-23. Um... Nothing real impressive. They did get a big win, big game from Tyler Goodson on the ground. Twenty-seven carries for one hundred and thirty-two yards. Iowa just plugging along, doing Iowa things. They're still they're still hanging around for that Big Ten uh, West. At this point, the way Ohio State's looked, I don't know that that it's a real prize to get to face the Buckeyes in Indianapolis, but but there, it's there. Notre Dame stayed alive in big fashion against Georgia Tech, 55 to nothing. Um, not a conference game, of course, because Notre Dame doesn't play in a conference. But uh, Jack Cohn, 15 of 20 for 285 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Kyron Williams, 11 carries for 56 yards and two touchdowns. So there you, there you have it, folks. In Notre Dame, they're still very, very, very much alive to win the – 
uh, win a spot in the playoffs. That's that's what they're trying to do. Of course, it's 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 a longer road for them because they've lost to Cincinnati and they don't have the benefit of a 13th game. But they also don't have the chance to lose that 13th game. So I, I think there's definitely a scenario where Notre Dame can get in. Alabama beats Arkansas 42-35. to 35. I wasn't very impressed with Alabama as a team. Their offense looked very good. Bryce Young stays right at the top of the Heisman picture with C.J. Stroud. He goes 31 of 40, 559 yards, five touchdowns on the day. Uh, Brian Robinson Jr., 27 carries for 122 yards. Jamison Williams, eight catches, 190 yards, three touchdowns. John Mechie, 10 catches, 173 yards, and a score. Um, So, Alabama, the offense is there, especially against a team like Arkansas, but they gave up 35 points. They gave up 468 total yards, 358 through the air, to an Arkansas team that has had flashes of, of solid offensive play, but they only scored 16 in overtime against LSU the week before. Uh, they have scored 31 against Mississippi State. Um, they, Auburn held them to 23. Georgia shut them out. They only scored 20 against Texas A&M. So you're, you're seeing a theme here. The Alabama offense, their Alabama defense, did not have a stellar day against Arkansas, but they did win, and that's what they had to do. They clinched their spot in the SEC championship game against Georgia. The bigger picture here, the bigger problem here, is that they ruined what I was hoping for with that six-way tie. Everybody else handled their business. Everybody else did what they had to do. Except Auburn. Auburn lost to South Carolina somehow. So I guess it wouldn't have been a six-way tie anyway. The dream was dead already. But, or the dream died, I guess, later that evening. What have you. Because the the, the South Carolina-Auburn game was after Arkansas-Alabama. But, point being, six-way tie, that dream is dead. Five-way tie, that dream is dead. Any tie is dead because Bama wins the West, Georgia wins the East, that'll be your SEC championship game, and we probably could have skipped a whole lot of things because we would have predicted that one back in the summer, wouldn't we? Um, Michigan, 59-18 to win over Maryland to set up the aforementioned showdown with Ohio State. Kate McNamara, 21-28 for 259 yards and two scores. Um... Also got a good day on the ground from Hassan Haskins. He had 20 carries for 78 yards and two scores. So, good statement win for Michigan to stay in the picture there. Wisconsin wins over Nebraska 35-28. to Nobody's going to be uh, telling any great tales about winning by seven over um, Nebraska, but the win accomplishes what they needed in that they are still in the driver's seat for the Big Ten West. They got their big production from Braylon Allen, running back, 22 carries, 228 yards, three scores. Big old day for him. Um, Pittsburgh clinches the ACC Coastal with a 48-38 win over Virginia. Uh, Big day for Kenny Pickett. 
26 of 41, 340 yards, four touchdowns, did have two interceptions, uh, all four touchdowns to um, Jordan Addison. He had 14 14 catches for 202 yards and four scores. Have yourself a day, Mr. Addison. Um, And, yeah, so that's that's a big win for them. Pitt clinches their spot in the ACC championship game, and we will see who joins them. Uh, Cincinnati, big win over SMU, 48-14. to This is the kind of win they've been looking for, and they got it. Desmond Ritter, 17-23 for 274 yards, three touchdowns through the air. He also added a score on the ground, three runs, 46 yards, and uh, that score, he also had a 40-yard run. I'm going to assume that was a touchdown. It was. Um, so, big day for, for Cincinnati pays off for them because they got a loss in front of them when Oregon fell to Utah. I'm going to go ahead and skip down to that one. Utah wins 38-7. Massive win. Gets Utah into the... Has huge ramifications for everybody because it's big ramifications for Utah. Gets them into the Pac-12 championship game no matter what happens this week. But it also knocks the Pac-12 out of the playoffs, which opens up a spot for other teams. This is the spot that that the Big 12 was was starting to covet. Because it was starting to look like, you know, Georgia's in, probably. Alabama Alabama might be in. Um, Cincinnati's probably in if they win out. One of the Big 10 teams is going to be in. And so if Oregon is also in, that leaves the Big 12 on the outside looking in with the ACC. Now that Oregon loses, opens the door for the Big 12. Oregon just did not have a good night. There's no way around it. Um, Anthony Brown was 17-35 for 231 yards and a touchdown. Utah didn't do anything particularly incredible offensively. Um, Quarterback Cameron Rising was 10-18 of for 178 yards, no scores. Uh, Trey Thomas, or excuse me, Tavion Thomas, Trey Thomas plays for somebody. He was 20, 21 carries for 94 yards and three touchdowns. Got another score. Uh, rising the quarterback had a score on the ground. But they won 38-7 to, to seven and just completely knock Oregon out of consideration for the playoffs. Um, Oregon still has what is probably the best win in the country. Yeah, because Ohio State's number two in the country. And Oregon beat them. But because they lost two other games, they're out of the picture um, completely. So, big time, big ramification win for Utah there. Um, BYU beats Georgia Southern. That doesn't matter at all. NC State beats Syracuse 41-17 to to stay alive in their division, the ACC Atlantic. Uh, Leary with two touchdowns, 17-24, 303 yards and two scores. And, and there you have it, NC State, number 20 last week. They are up to – they're still number 20 this week and did what they had to do to stay alive. They've still got a shot. We'll talk about that here in a few minutes. Um, Baylor, 20-10 to 10 win over Kansas State. Baylor has a shot to get into the Big 12 championship game. Um, and, and that starts with this win over Kansas State. Ole Miss beats Vanderbilt. That means nothing other than kind of um, angling. They win 31-17. to Not an incredibly impressive win over Vanderbilt. 
but it's it's a win, and that just really positions them for bowls. Once Alabama won, they're they don't have any chance to get into the AC or excuse me SEC championship game. Uh, two losses keeps them out of the playoffs, so they're just trying to position themselves to um, to have a better bowl. You know, look as good as possible for the committee when they start, or for the the selection groups when they start making the bowl matchups here in a couple weeks. So that pretty much wraps up all the scores over the weekend, over last weekend, uh, college football rankings. I'm recording on Tuesday, like I said, so the rankings are already out, uh, or just came out today, rather. UGA at one. A little bit of a surprise for some. Ohio State jumps Alabama. A lot of us thought they would. Ohio State looked incredibly impressive in that win over Michigan State. Alabama less so uh, in their win over um Arkansas, so Ohio State jumps Alabama, Ohio State 2, Alabama 3, Cincinnati becomes the first group of five team to get ranked in the top four at any point in one of these polls, they're at four, Michigan at five, Notre Dame 6, Oklahoma State 7, Baylor 8, Ole Miss 9, Oklahoma 10, that's where really the playoff uh, possibilities end, um, Personally, for me, Alabama would not be in the top four. Uh, I don't think they did not fall far enough when they lost to Texas A&M. Texas A&M that's fifteenth now. Um, I, I just I cannot see where Alabama should have been in the top five. But if you're going to have them in the top five, I'm fine with them at three. It does set it up where if Georgia beats them in a couple weeks, you have to drop them out of the playoffs. Um, because I just don't think it would be fair to give George, to give them a rematch, and you have to drop them with a loss. So I, mm, it's a tricky spot to have them, but I, I I like a lot of what they did here. It's set up well for the Big Twelve, where any of the three teams that have a shot at the Big Twelve championship are in reasonable position to be in the playoffs if if things shake out a certain way. Michigan's right there. Notre Dame at six. To me, they need the most help um, because I think they need a situation. Um, they need Ohio State to lose to Michigan and then Michigan lose to big in, in the Big Ten. Uh, they need Cincinnati to lose. They need a situation where Oklahoma State loses to or, or beats Oklahoma and then loses to Baylor. And even then, I, I don't know that, that – I guess Baylor probably wouldn't jump Notre Dame, but there's a lot going on. And Notre Dame doesn't have a win this weekend. They play Stanford. Stanford's 3-8. and eight. That's Saturday at 8 on Fox. So I just don't think the wins are there for Notre Dame to get in. But none of what I said is screwy. All of those things could happen. If they do, I think that's how Notre Dame gets in. But other than that, everybody in the top 10 other than Ole Miss. Ole Miss is the team that's just definitely out. I think Baylor's probably out too. But pretty much everybody else is right there to be shuffled into the top four if the committee so chooses. So, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's talk about what's coming up this weekend, what it means. Do a quicker resort of the of the, the conference races and get a, get a set up for this, for this final week of the regular season. All right, so we've already gone over some of these these races 
have already sorted themselves out. Cincinnati versus Houston is a lock for the AAC, the American Championship game. Um, Cincinnati will host the... um, If they win, it will be a tie. If, If Cincinnati beats ECU Friday at 3.30 on ABC, day after Thanksgiving, they'll host because Cincinnati and Houston will be tied in record. Cincinnati would have the higher playoff ranking, and so that they would host. Cincinnati loses, Houston would host. So that, that's really all that's that's at stake in the American. But obviously for Cincinnati, they cannot win, lose to ECU and make the playoffs. So they're they're trying to continue this role, and they'd probably really like to get some style points with that game against ECU on Friday. The ACC pit is in, as we said. The Coastal, or the Atlantic, excuse me, uh, you, for the last gosh six seven years, uh, the the probably even before then, the Atlantic is normally the one that's clean. It's the coastal that's wild. Well, Pitt winning made the the coastal uh, a, a done deal. But now you have if Wake Forest, even after that big devastating loss to Clemson, like I said last week, they would have loved to have beaten Clemson in Death Valley to clinch the division. That didn't happen. But they can still do it. They beat Boston College at that Saturday at noon on ESPN2. Wake is in. They'll face Pitt for the ACC um, championship and a spot in a New Year's Six Bowl. Still a big season for Wake. Still a great season for Wake if they can manage that. NC State is in with a Wake loss and with a NC State win over North Carolina. Uh, NC State plays North Carolina Friday at 7 on ESPN. So, by middle of the afternoon on Saturday, we will know who wins the ACC Atlantic. Because if both of those teams lose, it creates a two-way tie with Clemson and Wake, and Clemson would win that by virtue of their head-to-head result. Let me double-check and make sure that I'm... I know that Clemson is in if both of those teams lose. Yes, and it would be a because of a two-way tie with Clemson and Wake. Wake is at 6-1 and one currently in the conference. Clemson at 6-2. and two. NC State at 5-2. and two. Obviously, a loss drops NC State to 5-3. and three. So, um, the first step is finding out who wins between NC State and North Carolina. If NC State beats North Carolina, that eliminates Clemson from being able to win the division. Um, And then it's just a matter of whether Wake wins or not. So that's kind of your situation in the ACC. In the Big 12, one thing that I failed to to realize last week is that uh, this particular set of results where Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Baylor all win um, last weekend meant that Oklahoma State is automatically in the championship game. You probably figured that out because if you connected a couple of dots of what I said, that uh, it, it meant Oklahoma State was in. But they are. They still want to win, though. One, because their last game, this is rivalry weekend and for a lot of teams. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State play their bedlam game on Saturday. If Oklahoma wins, they're in. That game is Saturday, 7.30 p.m. on ABC. Huge game. Uh, two top ten teams. If Oklahoma State 
wins, or if Oklahoma can find a way to beat Oklahoma State, they set up a rematch the following week in the conference championship game. In my opinion, if Oklahoma beats Oklahoma State twice, that could be enough to get them in the playoffs. If Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma, that means Baylor would be in as long as they beat Texas Tech Saturday at noon on FS1. Um, I think if Oklahoma State, beat, Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma and then Baylor, two top ten teams, back-to-back weeks, I think that would be enough that Oklahoma State could be in the playoffs. I don't want to guarantee it. I think that would be enough to vault them over Notre Dame. They'd, ob- they'd obviously vault over uh, either Michigan or Ohio State if one of those the, the loser of that game. And then I think it would get them over Alabama into the into the playoffs, um, or or whoever. Uh, obviously, if if Alabama beats Georgia, that's probably going to be two playoff spots for the SEC, and that makes it really hard for the the Big Twelve winner. So, again, our scenarios for the Big Twelve championship game: Oklahoma State's already in. If they want to stay alive for the playoffs, they need to beat Oklahoma on Saturday. If they do that, and Baylor wins. It would be Oklahoma State-Baylor in the Big 12 championship game. If Oklahoma wins, it would be Oklahoma-Oklahoma State for a second week in a row in the Big 12 title game. So that's that. Also, Oklahoma can get in uh, kind of a backdoor if Oklahoma State wins and then Baylor loses the Texas Tech, or if Baylor has lost Texas Tech because that game's first. Um, then at that point, Baylor or excuse me, Oklahoma would also get in that way. Let's go to the Big Ten. In the Big Ten, it's simple. In the East, Ohio State, Michigan winner, they're in. They play big noon kickoff Saturday on Fox. Huge game. Number two versus number five. Winner of that is in the Big Ten championship game. Winner of that also has an inside track to the playoffs. Um, So that's that. I, I guess it's possible that Ohio State could lose to Michigan and still be in the hunt. As I was describing uh, kind of the Oklahoma State scenarios there, it kind of dawned on me that I don't, I cannot guarantee that Ohio State with two losses is is completely out of the playoffs. I think they are, but I can't guarantee that. But obviously they want to win that game. They want to beat their rival. They want to go to the Big Ten Championship. They want to earn their way in, and that starts Saturday at noon. Um, in the West, it's a little bit dicier. If Wisconsin beats Minnesota on Saturday at four on Fox, if you're a Big Ten fan, you're just going to be on Fox from noon to about seven thirty p.m. Um, if Wisconsin loses and Iowa beats Nebraska, which is Friday at one thirty on the Big Ten Network, Iowa is in. Um, Iowa was in the championship game. Minnesota could also win that division. If they beat Wisconsin, again, that's Saturday at 4 p.m. on Fox, and Iowa has lost on Friday, if it stops there, Wisconsin's in by nature of their uh, division record. If Purdue beats Indiana, which is Saturday at 3.30 on FS1, if that happens, it would be a four-way tie, and Minnesota has the edge in the four-way tie. So, um, 
Purdue can force a four-way tie, Purdue cannot win the division by my calculations. Because um, all they can do is force that four-way tie, which they do not win. So, Ohio State-Michigan winner on one side, and then the prevailing team from this Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota trifecta, and the um, the simplest path is Wisconsin. They went, they beat Minnesota there in, and it's Wisconsin, Ohio State, and another one of those matchups that I feel like a lot of us would have predicted before the season. In the Pac-12, Utah again is in with that win over Oregon. They don't have the playoffs. They do have a game against Colorado this weekend, but it matters very little. Um, as far as what happens with the conference. Obviously, it's better for the conference and it's better for Utah if they go ahead and win it. Um, but they're in. If Oregon beats Oregon State in the Civil War game, Saturday at 3.30 on ESPN, if Oregon wins that game, they're in. Oregon State is in if they beat Oregon and if Washington State loses to Washington in the Apple Cup Friday at 8.00. Washington State is in with the win in the Apple Cup and Oregon State winning in Civil War. And that's not a result any of us would have thought even a few weeks ago, even just a couple weeks ago. In fact, I was surprised last week when I was going over it that Washington State was still in play for a Pac-12 title, but they are. I think I think Oregon probably will beat Oregon State. That would be my, my prediction. Um... But if not, things get a little get a little weird. They get a little weird. Um, but Oregon State is still has a chance. Washington State has a chance, and we'll see what happens. So, those are the kind of the two games in the Pac-12 to be watching. We've talked some about rival rivalries, and I do want to go over that because this is a big weekend. This is one of my favorite college football weekends. I love the rivalries. I love the inter interstate rivalries. I remember being at my grandparents' house, my mom's parents, um, when I was far too young. I mean, I'm a Clemson fan, right? I grew up a Clemson fan, grew up watching Furman games, had no reason to care about Ole Miss, Mississippi State. But I remember watching, I believe his name was Deuce McAllister, um, that played at Ole Miss, yep, yep. I remember watching him in the Egg Bowl. I remember laying, nobody else at my grandparents' house wanted to watch this game. We were staying there. My cousins had all left, and we were staying there with my grandparents, and I was on like a second TV in another room watching Ole Miss, Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving night. So that that's just a game that for some reason, I, I, I have no reason to have a memory of that game, but I do. So number nine Ole Miss against now unranked Mississippi State. This could be a sneaky good game. It's an exciting game for a lot of people. Ole Miss is again they're trying to um, they're trying to stay in that top ten and trying to stay where they can get an, an, a bid to one of these big major bowls. Um, so that that's on Thursday. Um, Looking to see if there's any big ones on Friday. Not really. Of course, NC State, North Carolina. Yeah, the Apple Cup. We already talked about that. That's at uh, Friday night at 8. 
Washington State, Washington. Then on Saturday, we get a lot of the ones. We haven't really talked about any of these because they're the ACC-SEC matchups. They don't factor in any in the playoffs. They don't factor in in any. Of course, none of them are in the same conference. Georgia, Georgia Tech is at noon on ABC. Um, Florida, Florida State is at noon on ESPN. Uh, Clemson, South Carolina is on at 7.30 on, ES, on the SEC Network. That's weird that it's that's where they put that one. Louisville and Kentucky play at some point. I'm looking for that one right now. I didn't plan to get into all this. I just started getting into it. Um, Virginia, Virginia Tech, That we thought that might have some ramifications. It doesn't. That's Saturday at 345 on the ACC Network. Kentucky Louisville is uh, Saturday at 7:30 on ESPN2. So those are all the fun inter- interstate rivalries. Cal and UCLA is the uh, Pac-12 after dark on FS1. Oklahoma Oklahoma State. We already talked about that one. One that doesn't have any conference ramifications but has national ramifications is Alabama Auburn. That's the Saturday 3:30 kick on CBS. Now. That has no ramifications on anything that's concrete. But I feel like if Alabama loses that game to Auburn, they should be out of the playoffs. You can't ever say that Alabama's all the way out because it feels like there's always some sort of angle to getting them in. No matter what else happens, there's always like a, none of us can ever say. Alabama would have to lose like three or four games in the regular season before we'd be like, okay, we know they're out now. Because I'd still feel like if Alabama loses to Auburn Saturday at 3.30, we'll all be like, well, that does it. And then the committee rankings will come out next Tuesday, and we'll see that Alabama only fell to, like, seventh. And we'll know that that means they can still get in. Shouldn't mean that, but it might. So that's that's kind of where we are with all that. Those are all the interstate rivalries. I'm obviously fired up about that Clemson-Carolina game. Folks, for about a month now, uh, Clemson's, all the things that I was hoping for for Clemson this year have been completely off the table. Uh, The conference championship only came back into focus when Wake lost, or when when Clemson was able to beat Wake, um, and when NC State lost another game. There was another game that NC State lost that that put that, that back on the table as something that could happen. But other than that, I've pretty much given up on Clemson doing anything special this year. And so for a month, I've in the back of my mind, has been like, listen, just lose, just beat South Carolina. I don't care if you even make a bowl. Just beat South Carolina. And it's been a long time since it's been that way. Um, but that's kind of where I've been. Is <laughs> that like, I just, just don't lose to South Carolina. So... That'll be my focus on Saturday evening. I'm planning on watching a lot of football on Saturday. I want to start with that noon Ohio State-Michigan um, game. That's that's my first focus on Saturday. Then I'm going to slide right into that 3.30. probably watch a little bit of Alabama-Auburn. Um, now, hold on. This now says Missouri-Arkansas is at 3.30 on CBS. What is happening Nope, that's on Friday. <laughs> I'm not smart. Don't listen to me. Uh, then I'm going to slide into that 3.30 Alabama-Auburn game. Probably also take a peek at 
Um, Oregon, Oregon State. Might even take a look at Wisconsin, Minnesota at four. And then slide into that Clemson, Carolina game at 7.30. So, big weekend of games. This is a very traditional football week with Thanksgiving. So, enjoy time with your family. Enjoy the football. And we'll touch base next week and we'll just see where we stand with the playoffs. Because a lot's going to be decided by then. Y'all have a good weekend. Thank you.